Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the For the Win podcast. I'm Garrett Escala, joined alongside Brandon and Max. And boys, it, it feels so good to be back. We haven't put out an episode in seems like forever. You know, I'm, I'm super excited. I've wanted to put out a podcast. I'm glad we finally got together and we're, we're able to do this. I mean, week 11 fantasy football, Max, how are we feeling? You know, honestly, being back on this podcast, it's time to give the people what they want. And that is the best fancy football advice all streaming platforms have to offer. And that's what we have today. Garrett, I am so excited to be back. I mean, it's just an exciting times. I think that this year, fantasy football has just been crazy. I think that it's a different fantasy football than we're used to. I mean, Always. Brandon, this fantasy football season, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's just been crazy with the amount of depth that you need to know this year in terms of all different players. I mean, look at the wide receiver rankings this week. It's just crazy with like Tyreek out, Waddle out, Godwin out. You know, you really got to know your stuff this year. So it's just been a crazy year. People you thought would be good aren't like, I mean, the number one overall pick, uh, Jonathan Taylor, has been a complete, you know, basically a bust. So yeah. it, this year has just been totally different. And I think it's kind of exciting just, you know, have a little bit something different this year. You know, somebody who drafted Jonathan Taylor, not one, but two leagues. And Brandon, we, we run that league together. You know, we actually drafted that team together. I mean, we're both, let's say we're not happy about that pick. But, you know, he did he did have a comeback week, even though we traded him away. So, you know, let's get the ball rolling here. And we're going to start out with some rain and shine. I'm going to start it off. And for those of you who don't know what rain and shine is, it's, it's pretty simple. We're going to pick a player that we think is going to rain or do bad and someone who's going to shine and do well. You know what? I'm going to start with my rain, get the bad news out of the way. I have both lines running backs for my reign. I mean, that backfield is just a mess. I, I I really don't trust them right now. If I had to pick one, it would be Jamal Williams based on the amount of touches he got last week. I think he got 11 or 12, but Swift only got six touches, three targets for one reception. I would, I would bench Swift this week. I wouldn't even think about putting him as a flex play. I think the problem with that Lions backfield is, although Jamal Williams gets the lion's share of the carries, we all know not – just players on the Lions, not coaches. We all know DeAndre Swift is the more explosive player. But with all of his injuries this year, the shoulder, the ankle, they're not letting him fully go anymore. I think that's just to protect his future. I think that's going to lead either to his fancy downfall or it's the perfect buy low window for DeAndre Swift right now. Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely a tough window, like you said. I mean, do you buy low on him? Do you, do you bench him? I, I really don't know. Me, personally, I don't own DeAndre Swift. I own Jamal Williams in the league. I'm benching Jamal Williams. I really don't trust him. They're also going against a tough Giants run defense. They're actually ranked sixth in the league. And then what about these Giants? I mean, we'll get to that later. But, oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm staying away from these lines running backs this week. Definitely leave them on your bench. If, you ha- if he's your only option, then sure, start him. Because, I mean, yeah, it's DeAndre Swift. It's Jamal Williams. You might hope they get into the red zone, but who knows here. Brandon? I said this on prior podcasts that we've done. I think one thing one thing that I believe is I don't like to buy into bad teams because you never know what's going to happen. You know, for the Lions, let's yeah. say they play a giant team and all of a sudden they're down by a lot and they just got to keep throwing the ball. So then, okay, DeAndre Swift's probably not going to be used a lot. So my whole thing is, you know, I don't love buying into bad teams just because the unpredictability about it. And then you get in a situation where you're down or you're up, especially with the Lions. You know, we've seen them all year have great games of, on offense and have bad games on offense. So, you know, you never know with these bad teams. And that's just one thing that I don't love buying into is like bad teams. You know, you're talking about a bad team, but for my shine, I'm going to bring up a very good team. 
in the Eagles. The Eagles have been stunning this year. They've been unbelievable. And my shine is going to be Miles Sanders this week. They're going to blow the Colts out. It's going to be it's going to be bad for the Colts in my opinion. But uh the Colts they're ranked 23rd in run defense and Miles Sanders once the Eagles are up they're just going to give him the ball. You know, I know Hurts likes to run the ball, but I still feel like Sanders is going to put up high RB2 production, possibly low tier RB1 production. Start him with confidence this week, Max. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I thought he was due for a big week last week, but they decided keep the ball out of his hands. And I guess we see what happens when they don't run the ball efficiently. He had most of his 12 carries in the second half. He did good with that. But I think this matchup with the Colts, the game script is just too good for him not to succeed. It's a perfect shine, Garrett. Correct. I, I Me personally, I expect over 20 PPR points. I mean, that, that might be a hot take. Uh, just, you know, from the numbers he's put up this year in PPR, you know, they're averaging probably around 13, 14 range. But I expect a big day from him. Brandon? You guys have no faith in that Jeff Saturday coach football team, it sounds like. I mean, do we not watch last week in Las Vegas? I mean, that was crazy. So, I mean, I guess maybe you can say the Colts are a bit different. Uh, maybe. I, I still think Miles Sanders is going to have a big day. But it'll be interesting watching this Colts team. Maybe some things change fantasy-wise as we uh, move throughout the season. But, I mean, like I said, they haven't been a good team. So, we'll see. I do like Miles Sanders, though, Garrett. You know, I mean, that's it for my rain and shine. Max, I'm going to hand it over to you. Who are your rain and shine players? My rain this week. It's super easy for me, just going over the matchups. I'm going to go James Conner versus the 49ers. And no matter who is playing quarterback for the Cardinals, I don't like his situation. Whether it's Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray trying to play, it's just not working out for him. His efficiency is down from last year. His numbers are down. And let's not forget, the 49ers are the best-ranked fantasy football running back defense I think they're going to be down a lot, and that's just not going to go for James Conner. So not a lot going his week this direction. You know, Max, I totally agree with you. You got to leave him on the bench this game. I know he just had a great week, and I I do say, if you have time, trade him now while he just put up 20-plus PPR points. I don't know how much you're going to be able to get for him, but you know, maybe package him for to upgrade at that position. Just James Conner, definitely leave him on the bench for this one. Oh, 100%. Definitely should not be in any lineups. Someone that should be in your lineups is Josh Palmer. You might be asking, who is this man? Why is he relevant? Well, because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams can never stay healthy any year of football, Josh Palmer has asserted himself as the number one wide receiver in that room. It is a great matchup against the Chiefs. We know it's going to be a high-scoring game. Justin Herbert targets this guy a lot. Every time that Allen and Williams are out, he's seeing eight-plus targets. I expect more of the same this week. Yeah, 100%. Joshua Palmer, start him in confidence. What about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? I don't even want to touch on them. They've just disappointed me this year. I mean, Brandon, we drafted Keenan Allen, I think, with our third, fourth round pick. Do you remember? Yeah, we thought it was a steal. Like, oh, my God, like, how's this guy still here? And I had Mike Williams last year, and he was an absolute stud. You know, I think it's been a theme of the Chargers. We can get into that, too. You know, obviously, Eckler's been good, but receiver-wise, it's been a a struggle, I would say. So, yeah, definitely surprising, Max. I just want to say that I think it goes without saying Keenan Allen's still nursing the same hamstring injury for the last five years, and it seems like it's never going to go away. Yeah. So it's it's always a big risk for that wide receiver room yeah. for the Chargers. Yeah, I don't know what it is with the Chargers. Ever since you know they had all those other injuries and Herbert last or sorry Tyra Taylor that one year with yeah. the doctor the who like punctured yeah. his lung. That, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Nothing ever goes right over there. So I guess it's just a theme, like we said. You know, I mean, it's also affecting Justin Herbert's play, not play, just fantasy play, I'd say. He's not that top 
five quarterback we thought he was going to be for fantasy. And I, I, I sort of blame that on the on the injuries that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have. All right, so we heard from everybody's rain and shine. It's now time to go to Waiver Wire Desire. I mean, it's in the name. If you don't know what that is, we're just going to pick a player that we think you should pick up from the Waiver Wire. Max, I'm going I'm to let you start. That's, that's so nice of you. I appreciate that. My Waiver Wire Desire of the week is Isaiah Pacheco. The Kansas City running back, ever since he's been named starter, getting more touches and more carries than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And it was official this week versus the Jaguars. 16 carries, 80 yards. And let's not forget, Garrett, this guy fumbled, and they went right back to him. There's a strong confidence in this rookie and is a great matchup against one of the worst run defenses in the Chargers on Sunday night football. I'm expecting big things from him. I say you can pick him up and, and start him if you need to. You know, I was about to ask you, uh, do you think you could start him? Because me personally, like, you know, he had one big week. You started with confidence, 16 carries. You know, I feel like that if you're limited at the flex play or even like you don't have any running backs. Absolutely. I think you could slide him into the flex play. You know, other than that, if you're in like a 12-man league and you have other options, I'm sorry, 10-man league and you have other options, you know, maybe I'd stay away from him just because, you know, I feel like he needs another game to prove himself. I mean, I mean, it's still Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, it's, it's, it may be just, you know, they're taking a break from Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they don't like the way he's playing or something like that, maybe he has an injury, so, you know, they're slowly mixing him back in, I mean, and, and CH had a hot start to the year too, so, I, yeah. you know, I think they're, I think they're going to test out Pacheco, and I think they have tested him out, and they've, they've liked what they've seen, I mean, his production just keeps going up and up every week, all he needs is one of the best matchups of the week, and he finally got that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we could both agree that he could be a flex play this week in a, in deep leagues, one hundred percent. You know, if you're in like an eight ten man league, you know, I I I don't know, I'm I'm a little shaky on that, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, for my waiver wire desire, you know, Cooper Cup just went down, so I'm taking Van Jefferson. I mean, you got to grab this guy. I think he's going to see a lot more red zone targets. I think he had what like eleven PPR points last week. You know, he, you know, I remember last year he was targeted in the in the in the end zone, I, I, almost every time I watch, I would see a pass to Van Jefferson. You know, I know Matthew Stafford's play has been a little poor, but I think that, you know, Van Jefferson and Allen Robinson, they're going to get a lot more targets. If you're an Allen Robinson owner, I think that, I think you put him into the flex play. The thing I love most about Van Jefferson compared to Allen Robinson, he played a full season with Matt Stafford and no one had more deep attempts to a wide receiver than Matt Stafford, than to Van Jefferson. Okay, these guys were locked in on passes above 40 yards. I think we're going to see the same thing, but I think he's also going to assert himself more in the intermediate and short passing role because someone's got to fill up for a Cooper Cup. You know, I think that both these receivers, I think, if anything, I'm at, you know what, here, I'm going to ask you this. Which receiver do you like more? Do you like Allen Robinson or Van Jefferson more for this week? Mm, it's it's a tough one. I do like Allen Robinson more just because I, I know Van Jefferson has played with Stafford, but Robinson is a veteran that a veteran guy like Stafford can tr- trust throwing to. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, trust, confidence in the NFL, it's it's huge. You know, Van Jefferson's only been targeted eight times this year. Yeah. So I, I expect that the shot up, I think he'll get eight targets this next game. You know, he's playing New Orleans and 
I don't know. I feel like that's that's I feel like that's a good game. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the Rams just aren't the same team. I feel like that's gonna be a a good game, and I think that Van Jefferson, you know, he's I feel like he's gonna get a touchdown. That's my prediction. I think he'll get a. I think, you know, here here's my prediction. I think he's gonna get five receptions and eight targets and a touchdown. I, I think don't, I don't know. I see it like a like a five catches, eighty four yards and a touchdown. I could I could see that too. I think I think he I think he will definitely uh get above fifty yards, hundred percent. I don't think he's that receiver, but uh you know Van Jefferson, I think I'd put him into the flex play. Van, I'm sorry, not yeah. Van Jefferson. Um, Allen Robinson, maybe wide receiver too. I don't know. I mean, I think I think everyone's expecting big things from him, and everybody expected big things from him in the beginning of the year because he's Allen Robinson, but he obviously didn't own up to it. He's owning up to it now. That's all that matters. It's all about getting hot at the right time, and that's what we learn in fantasy football. So for those who don't know, we are in college, and Brandon's fire alarm is currently going off, so he has muted his mic. So we're going to skip him on this waiver wire. You know, these are some of the issues that, you know, we have to live with being in a college dorm, Max, and I think you can agree to that. I I can definitely agree with that. But this gives us a chance to go into the world's best segment, the Emmy. Oscar, Grammy-winning award, Max's must-starts. I know you guys have missed this, but it's great to be back. I got four must-starts for you guys, and let's get right into it. I never thought I'd be saying this, but Daniel Jones versus the Lions is a must-start this week, Garrett. There is no defense in the NFL that is worse than the Detroit Lions. Daniel Jones has been throwing the ball a lot more efficiently and using his legs a lot more this year. I think we've seen that in the fantasy production. You know, I mean, I said earlier in the podcast that we were going to talk about the New York Giants. Now oh, is the yeah, time we to, are. Now is the time to talk about the New York Giants. They have been unbelievable. Last year, they were 4-13, correct? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a sad season like it's been for the past four years, Garrett, but the G-Men has found a way to turn it around this year. And Daniel Jones is playing some of the best football he has played. He's looking like just a different quarterback overall. Like you said, he's using his legs more. Start him with confidence this week. And I mean confidence. If you're a Tua owner and he's on his bye this week, if you're not picking up Daniel Jones, I'm going to punch you in the face. I mean, it's just that simple. you got to pick up Daniel Jones and you have to start him. I'm expecting 20-plus PPR points. I'm, I'm expecting that too, and that's why I just made a waiver claim for him just so I can play him against Brandon this week. But <laughs> we will see. So continuing my second must-start, Darnell Mooney versus the Falcons. I think this game has the potential to be an absolute shootout between two terrible defenses. Mooney and Fields, ever since Fields has really stepped up his game this past couple weeks, Mooney has seen a lot more targets, a lot more yards. I think you can expect more of the same against one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. Fire up Darnell Mooney as a flex play. Third must start. He's a great guy. Went to Alabama, one of my favorite rookie running backs. Ryan Robinson. I mean, what a story he has been this year. He gets a great matchup versus the Houston Texans. I know a lot of people are arguing about he gets a lot of carries. He's inefficient with them. But you have to remember, 24 carries in the NFL is still 24 carries. All he needs is a great matchup. And against the Houston Texans, I expect this to be a very run-oriented game on both sides. I think you fire up Ryan Robinson and have he's a nice day. 100%. You got to start Brian Robinson. Like you just said, I mean, he's getting a lot of touches and his story is just unbelievable. Start him with confidence this week. I, you know, I, I don't mean to repeat myself here, but 
Brian Robinson has just an outstanding matchup this week. And if you're not starting him against the Houston Texans, who what the power rankings had them at 32nd, like yeah, them them and the Chargers rank as two of the worst run defenses in the NFL. It's it's been like that for the past couple of years. And I, I think the Commanders, you know, I you know Max is a Giants fan. This might hurt to hear. They've been playing some good football. They just beat the oh, Eagles. Of course they have credit where credit's due. Of course. So I mean, I think they're going to blow out the Texans, and that Brian Robinson, you know, he's going to eat. He's going to he's going to keep running the ball. And you know, I expect expect a two touchdown day to be honest. I, I, honestly, I don't like to project touchdowns because, you know, gets my expectations too high up, but I expect a good, productive day from him. 100%. My last must start, Garrett, it's going to be Pat, Pat Fryermuth versus the Bengals. If you have Pat Fryermuth, you're one of the people like myself who waited on a tight end, took a chance on a guy in 10th round. It has been up, down, up, down, and up and down with this guy. My favorite thing about Pat Fryermuth is that his target share on the Steelers is dominant. It is amazing. And against the Cincinnati Bengals, week one, they're playing the Bengals again this week. He had 12 points on 10 targets. I expect more of the same. His connection with Kenny Pickett just keeps growing and growing every week. And he's leading the team in targets. And I think the production is just to follow. I agree. I mean, I, I definitely think you should start him this week. And just overall, tight ends have been really weird this year. Besides Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, there's a huge drop-off. Huge. And I mean, Darren Waller's not having a great season. George Kittle's underperforming. It's a very weird time of the tight end position. But Pat Fryermuth could be the stable one, you know, just to help everyone out. I think that there's only two tight end ones this year, and that's Kelsey and Andrews. Because oh, they, cons- they consistently put 15-plus points up. Everybody else, you're lucky to get 10, 11 points. And it's really frustrating. But here's a tight end that... You know, has it kind of shocked everybody? You know, you talked about Darnell Mooney, but Cole Komet. You know, you know, last year Cole Komet was tar- was the most targeted fantasy tight end. Yeah, and coming into this year, we expected big things from him and Justin Fields. You know, new quarterback, and he just hadn't produced in the beginning of the year. I dropped him. So now, all of a sudden, in his last three games, he has five touchdowns. Cole Komet, do you start him this week, Max? Ah, I, Garrett. It's a tough decision because when you look at the Bears, you look at how they play offense. You know Justin Fields is going to have a good amount of carries, but when he throws the ball, it's either going to go primarily to Darnell Mooney or primarily to Cole Komet. And in a situation like that, I hate to play the guessing game. So if you need a tight end, I definitely say you stream Cole Komet. But if you have a better option, if David Njoku comes back this week, I would definitely play the guy you have because I I think it's going to be risky week in and week out. You know, I I agree to a certain extent. I think that because tight ends are so weird this year, because Komet is hot right now, I think you have to start Komet if you haven't, depending on who your tight end is. Like if you have a safer option like Hawkinson, obviously you're going to start Hawkinson. Oh, of course. Or like obviously Kelsey Andrews. That's not even a question. But, you know, if you're a guy who has like Hayden Hurst, like me, and you're kind of like – you know, Cole Komet has is, is been pretty hot. Like, I might, you know what? I might take the risk right there. And, but then Absolutely. again, it's the Bears. It's Justin Fields. They also got Chase Claypool, who, I, if you ask me, leave on the bench this week and going forward until he has a <laughs> breakout game. But, you know, I mean, that team, there's, there's a lot of options there now because Komet has been having a good game. Uh, I'm sorry, a good couple games. Uh, Darnell Mooney's finally started to pick his stride. Like, 
you know, these guys, it's just tough to start the Bears right now besides Justin Fields. He's just excellent, but we'll get to him later. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for my personal segment, Wings Watch List. So if you don't know how that name came to be, one of my nicknames back in high school was Wing. And this when we started the podcast, we were in high school. So, you know, it, it came to be Wings Watch List. And basically what Wings Watch List is, it's low-tier players who I think you could start this week or some players, you know, who I think deserve to be on the watch list, players you should watch. And so oh, the yeah. first one is definitely not a low-tier player. And somebody who was a first-round pick, was terrible, and I think is now back up to RB1 status, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, I, I, the watch list is a little different this year. Jonathan Taylor, he just had a comeback game. I, I think that he's back to RB1 status. Uh, Garrett, I want to believe it so bad. I do. But you have to look at who he was playing last week. That game versus the Raiders was not only it was not all based on matchup, but a lot of it was. Could this be the game that sparks his confidence? Absolutely. Could it also be a game that gives fantasy managers too much confidence? Absolutely. It's really up to whoever has Jonathan Taylor. But I, I do think you drafted him in the first reason, first round for a reason. Sorry. So you might as well fire him up. You know, I mean, Jonathan Taylor. What do you have? 24 points this week. Uh, last week, excuse me. I say you start him again, even though they're going against the Eagles, who, you know, are going to blow them out, in my opinion. And Jonathan Taylor might not see the game script. Either way, I think he's back to RB1 status going forward. Even though I think he might have a poor game this week, who knows? It's it's tough. I still start him. So the second player on my watch list is going to be George Pickens. I think he could be considered a flex play this week. You know, before the bye, he had 14 PPR points. And I think he's one of Pickett's favorite targets. And, you know, if he's on the waiver wire right now, I think you pick him up, stash him on your bench, or start him at the flex. I think that he could have a pretty good game. You know, you mentioned Pat Fryermuth. You know, those are two Steelers. I think that you could slide into your starting lineup. I agree. All right, moving on to number three on the watch list, the last player. It's going to be Allen Robinson. We talked about him briefly, but Cup is out. He's going to be the guy right now. Definitely slide him in the flex, or if you have a wide receiver that's out, or you're just not deep at that position, you probably drafted Allen Robinson as your wide receiver 2-3. Now is the time. Allen Robinson's going to have a breakout game. We talked about that earlier. Him and Van Jefferson start them both in confidence. Yeah. I, I agree with that. All right, Max. It's uh, Brandon's fire alarm is still going off, so unfortunately we're going to have to cancel. Well, it doesn't really matter because this is the worst segment on the show. Such no, we're what, not canceling Suds' Sidham. It's it's the worst segment oh. on the show anyway. So his fire alarm's still going off, so we're unfortunately going to have to skip his segment. But let's go forward to the hype plane. Oh, come on, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we are here for. It is the week 11 hype plane. I know we are late, very late, but that doesn't mean the flights are still going out because they are, and we got some special departures today. Let's get it going. The first plane lining up for departure has finally been cleared to go out and fly. And against the Jags last week, oh, did he have a time. He moved his home base from New York City to Kansas City not so long ago. Man, can this guy ship more than anyone I know. His partner on the other side of the field is hurt, so they may need him to be the man of glory. Garrett, this week in primetime, are you flying away with Kadarius Tony? 
100%. I was going to put him on the watch list. Then you told me he was going to be on the hype plan. So I was like, man, I love Kadarius Tony right now. I wish I picked him up. I really wish I did. I wish I picked him up earlier. I mean, he's got Patty Mahomes thrown to him. And last week, he just yeah, a touchdown on four receptions. Good for 19 fantasy PPR points. And if Juju misses time, I think that he's a wide receiver too, honestly. I mean, he's he's going to be the one in that offense besides Kelsey. I agree, and that's what makes him so dynamic. He also had 33 rushing yards last week. So, you know, we like we like to speculate how he might be used. This guy is just a pure athlete, and in that Chiefs offense, that is a rare talent. They try to replicate what Tyreek Hill did with Kadarius Tony's talent. I think that's going to pay off huge dividends. Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Sutton now has returned. Unfortunately, we had to skip his rain and shine, which we un- unfortunately we don't have time for. But he is here for his section of the hype plane. Oh, I'm back. Back from uh, the fire alarm. I was just outside. But you know what? Came right back into the burning building just to finish off the episode. So you're welcome. All right. Let's go with the hype plane, Max. Well, before we get into this last plane, Suds, I just want to say the people were heartbroken to not hear Suds' sit him today. It's right. I wasn't you know. The fire didn't take away everything. The fire alarm, I'm, I will do it next week. We'll do double next week. I'll go six players next week. <laughs> oh gosh, please no. Yeah, no. I will. I no. will. You're welcome, torture. everyone. Torture. Yeah, be the best right. uh, ten minutes of the podcast. All right, Max. Oh, can you feel it? Because this guy, is something special. Let's go. The last plane coming down the runway has been a flight that can soar. Trust me, I'm not talking about the guy who sucked against the Giants in week four. He's restructured his game good enough for back-to-back 38-point games. Can this young man slowly be playing his way into the Windy City Hall of Fame? In terms of athleticism, this guy simply knows how to deal. So, Suds, to cap off the week 11 high plane, are you jetting away with Justin Fields? I mean, here's the thing with Justin Fields. I mean, obviously, we know he's not really throwing. He wasn't throwing to begin the season. And now, all of a sudden, I, we're starting to see him, you know, settle in a little bit. And I think that's what's going to happen, obviously, with, you know, with the new coaching staff. But for me, I'm not on board with Justin Fields. You know, I'm at the gate. I'm just not hopping on the plane right now. Because I feel like we need consistency out of Justin Fields. Like, are we really – I know he's been good recently. But, like, to start him at this point in the season when it's like, if you're, you know, in a race or you're in first or you're really – you're you know, jockeying for seating and everything. I just don't think you go out there and start Justin Fields personally. I, I mean, I, I like him. I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd have him on your team, but I'm not for just throwing him out there, you know, you know, like a, like a confirmed starter, Max. Yeah, this is this is going to be a standby flight for me. I, I, I don't know. As much as I want to believe the hype, I know a lot of Bears fans here in Iowa. It's, it's the consistency for me. Back-to-back 40-point weeks, is something we've never heard of before at the quarterback position. It's a rare thing to happen. But it's hard to keep that up, and I am scared that a huge drop in efficiency and talent is coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Justin Fields is just super talented. I, I, I seriously think that you just you can't not start him with the way he's been playing, so I still think you should start him. But I do agree, like, temper your expectations. He's not going to put up 40 again. If he does, then... Man, he's 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 a QB one for the rest of the year. He could easily do it against the Falcons, but he could also easily not do it against the Falcons. It's it could be a hit or miss for everyone. And and that's why I said temper expectations. But let's move on. We have one fan question. 
So this comes from Dakota Johnson, and he asks, should I start Darnell Mooney or Curtis Samuel this week? Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, personally, I'm not a Curtis Samuel fan, really, this week at all. But, I mean, it's hard with Darnell Mooney because we drafted him. And, like, you know, he's had some games. But at the same time, he plays for the Bears in their offense. So that's a running offense. I mean, it's a tough one. This is, like, you know, not – I don't even know. I guess, personally, I go Darnell Mooney. I mean, I really just don't like Curtis Samuel at all. So – I by by default, uh, Darnell Mooney because you know Fields has been better and the Bears have been a little better, but I don't, I don't like either of them, Max. Um, to uh, to answer Dakota's question, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask with another question: How much do you enjoy the waiver wire? Because it might be where you're heading. Mooney and Samuel are not bad plays whatsoever. I just think there are more, I want to say, opportunable plays out there. So if you can get yourself a guy like Josh Palmer, Isaiah Pacheco, someone like that, I would play them over both these guys. But between these two, definitely Mooney. Yeah, I agree. Definitely Darnell Mooney over those two guys. But go look at Wings watch list. Go look at Max's must-starts. Talk about our waiver desire. Talk about look at our rain and shines. Listen to those guys. And if those guys are available or you could possibly trade for any of those guys, maybe for a streaming option this week, definitely do that. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap things up here on the For the Win podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Boys, it feels so good to be back. And I can't wait to put out another episode next week for week 12. But other than that, it's been your boys. Boys, I'm a fool for you. Oh. Oh.